Thank you for tuning into Can You Talk Mental Health. Hey, you guys, it's me, your host, Ash, and I just wanted to check in with everyone at this six-month mark. As you guys know, we launched Effective March 2023, and so how's your spirit? Me? (laughs) It's hanging around. I'm wishing you guys blessings and abundance. And so today, it's just you and me, and we'll be discussing the importance of presence and self-compassion. The importance of presence and self-compassion are principles that I find important. I just want to encourage everyone listening to attempt living in the presence, literally the here and now. And I believe by doing so, this allows you to always find something to have gratitude about. Practicing self-compassion goes hand in hand with living in the presence. When we are living in the here and now, we are not spending time dwelling on the past or overthinking about the future. This wandering of our minds can allow us at times to not empathize with ourselves during trivial moments. Release the overthinking of your mind and allow yourself to tap into the present moments. Journal or meditate on how the principles of presence affect the self-compassion you demonstrate to yourself, especially on those days when those minor accomplishments get you through the week. Allow yourself to learn to appreciate those successes along the way. Treat yourself with some self-compassion and reflect on those here and now minor successes. I'm also currently reading The Gift of Presence, A Mindfulness Guide for Women. This book has been extremely helpful in allowing me to just tap into those present moments. And it is very ironic that a book about presence is helping me be more present, even though during that time when you're reading, you're not technically present. And just as it relates to presence and self-compassion, I just wanted to read you guys this passage from this book as well. It's called 52 Lists for Bravery. There truly is no time like the present. Our lives move forward as the clock spins, whether we wish it were so or not. And because of this, we have so many opportunities to practice living in the moment. With each step forward, each misstep or mistake, each reroute or newly opened pathway, we have a chance to practice living boldly. Even the hard stuff that feels like a blockade in our path is teaching us something. And you and I are not the first to realize this truth. Our ancestors lived side by side with giant ferocious animals, foraging and hunting and providing for generations to come. Their bravery is obvious because they had no other choice but to keep going, to navigate their wild environments, to survive and live. We are all descendants from those brave ancestors. And I feel like with reading that excerpt, it just allows us to realize that we should just show ourselves a little bit more self-compassion during those trivial moments when we think of generationally that we have always been a population that has had to adapt to varying circumstances. And not only do we adapt, but we also prevail. And so y'all know I love a good shout out. And since I'm here all alone... I just wanted to give birthday shout outs to my September babies. So first and foremost, happy birthday to my mom, the biggest Virgo. Happy birthday to the ying to my yang, Ken Miller. And happy birthday to the fashion queen, Miss Nyjah Harris. I hope you guys have great birthdays and longevity in all of your endeavors. So you guys, since it's just us, I thought what better way for y'all to get to know me a little better? Wait a minute, who are you? On my social media, I posted polls and you guys responded with questions that I'll be answering now. So let's see if y'all like spicy questions just as much as me. So the first question was, what's your health or wellness goal? 
So I think that my ideal health and wellness goal would just be like a body weight that I feel comfortable with. And so the next question is, what should I do if I'm worried about a friend or relative? That is a great question. So I feel like the most important thing would be to be present. Just being with that family member or that friend who you're concerned about and just making sure that they know that you care about what they're going through and what they're experiencing. If you go to our social media, we do have on our social media all of the hotlines. So you can go on our social media and we have every single hotline. I will just let you guys know in the past when I've had clients that want to call the hotline, it is kind of like a two-part system so you contact the hotline and they'll get your initial information and then they'll transfer you to a professional so just imagine if you're in a crisis and someone gives you this hotline and you call this hotline and then you talk to someone then you're like transferred so there's a little bit of time where you're like in limbo by yourself so with this question in regards to being concerned about a family member I would say or a friend I would say if you are going to go the hotline route or a crisis line that you stay on the phone with them Um, just to be that support because like I said it's a two-part and then they're gonna refer someone to the phone but during that limbo when they're transferring the call you don't really want that person to be by themselves if they're in a crisis so um, if you do utilize our social media with the hotlines I again just make sure if you call be there with them and then the last thing I would say which I think any mental health professional would agree with me is to always identify a safety plan this safety plan could be very much, we'll just speak if it was me. Just mentioned my best friend, Virgo, big Virgo. If I was in a crisis and we needed to identify a safety plan and I said I felt safe with Kenya and if I'm in these situations, I could go to Kenya, that would be an accurate safety plan. So if anybody has a family member or a friend that they're concerned about, the next thing I would do is identify a safety plan for them. And if they get into that crisis, what is gonna be their safe haven? So the next question you guys asked me was how long have you been a mental health advocate? So this question is so funny to me because I never thought about how long I actually have been a mental health advocate until I got this question. So I'm not sure if you guys know about Partners Club, but Partners Club is essentially a club at your school that you can sign up and it's a program where you are immersed with students with developmental disabilities. And so this is something that I started doing in the 10th grade. I was very involved. They also have what is called Special Olympics. And Special Olympics is basically like a field day for students with developmental disabilities. And I began to take part in what was called Adaptive PE. So Adaptive PE was about six kids from the Partners Club. And we had, for one of our block periods, we had like a physical education class with the students with developmental disabilities. So like every single week, we were transitioning with a different kiddo and it really just helps them have those social skills and those repertoires and engaging with other students which of course I realize that now as a professional but in this you know when I was in high school I didn't know and I wasn't aware of how much we were actually helping those students socially engage so I would say that I have been a mental health advocate since I was in partners club so that was about 2012 that I was immersed and I have been immersed and I have been concerned about individuals 
individuals with developmental disabilities or anyone with any mental health concerns. I feel proud to be a person who's like very non-judgmental and can like get along with anyone. The next question you guys asked me was who inspires me? So, okay, this is probably gonna sound so lame, but if we're being for real, we're spiritual beings. So I feel like the most inspirational person would be like Jesus, duh. Cause like if you're living your life according to the way that we should live our life, the most inspirational person who told us how to live our life and how to live a fruitful life and like find prosperity would be Jesus. So I think as corny as that probably sounds, the most inspirational person for me to guide to how to live my life would be according to the scripture. But just a real person in everyday life, because I know I went real deep with y'all just then, but don't let that go over your head. The actual person, a physical person, I would say is Sarah Jake Roberts. That is my girl. That is my auntie. She does not know that we're that I'm her niece, but like... She will. And so Sarah Jake Roberts to me is just like the embodiment of just like a woman of God, like who just goes through different trials and tribulations, but doesn't think like she's just better than other people because she is so in the word of God. And I find during my walk in Christ and with my religion that sometimes I would meet and sit with different preachers or pastors and like when they would speak to me it would just not resonate with me and I find that Sarah Jake Roberts is a woman of God who I can listen to her and hear what she has to say and it doesn't seem like she's coming from a place where she doesn't understand and it also doesn't seem like she's coming from a place where she's just high and mighty I feel like God kind of sent Sarah Jake Roberts to this generation of women so that we could have someone who not only has went through various trials and tribulations but when she speaks, she can speak to a multitude of women. And so if you guys are not familiar with Sarah Jake Roberts, for all of my women that are listening, please get yourself aware with her, especially if you are a woman of God and you're trying to live your life in alignment. She is the best. And I promise you, it's not going to be like super godly and like, oh my goodness, what has Ashley got us listening to? Like she is on point and it will resonate with you no matter what the topic is and Sarah Jake Roberts she does have a podcast so it's called Woman Evolve and she's actually having her Woman Evolve conference in Dallas Texas so for any of my girlies that are listening that are in Dallas Texas it is this month of September it'll be September 14th through September 16th and like I said this is my auntie so y'all know I gotta plug her in so all my Dallas girlies Y'all know where y'all should be at for the September 14th through September 16th. And if you are looking for somebody, like I said, that is that girl and she will not lead you down the wrong path. The next question you guys asked me was, how's your mental health been? Ooh. But I would just say for my mental health, I feel like I'm to a point where I'm starting to understand myself a little bit better. And I think that with that growth of understanding who I am as a person, I am becoming more resilient with my mental health. I think that things that used to affect me when I didn't fully understand the woman that I am and the woman that I'm becoming, I would let mentally affect me as well. But I think that as I'm stepping into the most curious version of myself that I don't 
get so wound up about things that are like sent to destroy me. I think that I also have came to a place within my faith, within my religion, that even when things do happen, that I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And so I am a very spiritual person. So I feel like that relates to my mental health as well. Like if I can keep a sound faith, then I can keep a sound mental health. Um, And I feel like that also goes back to this like living in the presence, not being so wound up on like things that have happened or things that can happen. And it's just the turning of the wheels and always like what's next. I think that now that I'm beginning to put those principles into practice of, okay, we need to be here and now and we need to be more self-compassionate to ourselves. I think that it's allowing me to not have this hard version to myself because I am very much a perfectionist. I want to do the best in everything that I do. And so that is a catch 22 when it comes to your mental health, because I find that being a perfectionist also means that you're relatively hard on yourself when things don't go the way that you think they're going to go. So I think that practicing that principle of self-compassion has helped me a lot when it comes to my mental health, because if I can be kinder to myself when things may not go the way that I've foreseen, then it affects my mental health by a more positive reaction. And I feel like it's allowing me to get the ultimate control of my mental health and things that can affect you and things that cannot affect you. I think that we are in control of how we react and how we respond. And so being aware of how you react and how you respond will ultimately affect your mental wellness as well. So I would say my mental health is pretty good. I want to encourage you guys to practice these principles so that we can all have the sound mental health and have control of our mental health as well. So the next question you guys asked me was how has the perception of mental health evolved in recent years? So I would say, and I'm going to try and explain this without going too over the top, I would say just in at least the educational side of things, we have seen that there are constant revisions being done to certain diagnostics. So we can see that what might have been the definition for one diagnosis during revision will open and expand. So what we did see in the past were people were going misdiagnosed because we didn't have this clear description of what was this diagnosis. And so as we evolve as a society and as we evolve within mental health in general and we expand what is the description for this diagnosis, um, I would say in recent years, more people are being diagnosed for mental health, whereas in the past, those clear definitions would cause you to misdiagnose. Um, So I think that that is extremely important as we continue to revise and we continue to figure out what behaviors would go with this diagnosis, because it is important that if you do fall on the spectrum, that you are getting all the assurance and all the help that you can, being that we want to see you be the full capacity that you can be. So the next question, it kind of correlates as well. Uh, So what role does destigmatization play in promoting overall well-being? I think that the stigma comes from those older generations that did not take mental health serious. So as we perpetuate this movement, we have to understand your mental health is just as important as your physical health. 
If you are into taking care of your physical health, then you should be just as involved in taking care of your mental health. So I would say that is a stigma. And I feel like the stigma also is like when people need help and they don't want to get help because there is this negative connotation. I think that some people will be leery of counseling because I have heard in the past, why would I go tell a stranger my business? But I would advocate, why wouldn't you? Would you want to go tell your mom and your sister and your brother who are going to know all your business and then that's going to hang over you if you just wanted to vent and be done with it? Or do you just want to go talk to somebody who legally cannot tell any of your business and they're just paid to listen to you and they'll be that diary that can be that confessional. So I always advocate for anyone who has that stigma of talking to a stranger. I would ask you why not? I'm just saying. The last question that you guys asked me, and this is a spicy question, and y'all know I love a spicy question. So this question is, what's the ideal version of women in today's society? Mm. Well, I feel like I can only answer this question from a physical standpoint. Physically, this modern society is more concerned with like this image that is portrayed on social media. I mean, I'm a petite female and it's to the point where it's like some of the clothing is catered to these bodies of like social media where a natural woman with a natural physique cannot even wear certain clothing. And that is how I feel like the perception of what a woman's body and what is considered beautiful. We all know that the media has always generated a standard of beauty for society, no matter what, it's always been in control by the media. But I would say that even down to like the clothing and things like that, I mean, you'll see something that's like super cute, but if you don't have like that plastic surgery body, that is not gonna look like that on you. And I think that a lot of social media also portrays these images that these women have undergone so much surgery to look this way. And then they still try to make us think that this is real, like they didn't get surgery. So I would only speak from a physical standpoint. I would just say like the ideal version of a woman with today's society. So I would say the physically, it would be, of course, you would have like the Coca-Cola body and you would be like high cheekbones, strong uh, jaw structure. You would have full lips. You would have voluptuous curves. Um, So I feel like that is what society would consider the ideal woman in today's society. And I can, again, I'm only speaking from being a heterosexual woman. So I could be wrong. But just what I see perpetuated in the media down to when I'm ordering clothes, it's that same image. We keep seeing these same women. Um, and I feel like it does cause women like myself with natural bodies and natural physiques to feel like we can't keep up with this standard of beauty, especially with the fact that it's not an authentic version. These people are going under surgery and then telling people that they never went under surgery. And so I think it's important too for any young women that are listening since Can You Talk Mental Health was created for our youth. If you are a young woman who is listening, I want to let you know that natural bodies are still in. You are beautiful. And do not compare yourself to what you see on social media because we all know that people only perpetuate on social media what they want people to see or what they want them to hear. Nobody's getting on social media and posting just negative things about themselves. So don't feel bad about yourself if you are a petite female and you see all these women on social media and feel like you're in comparison with them. It's not real. And 
we still appreciate natural bodies. Well, I thank you guys so much for listening to me and sitting with me, having this one-on-one together. And we will continue to have engaging conversations. So you guys stay tuned. We're going to have more featured guests. I just wanted to do a six-month tap-in with you guys. So thank you so much again for sitting with me. And as always, I hope that you guys find clarity in knowing that you are not alone in your unseen battles. Thank you so much for tuning into Can You Talk Mental Health. And Ayo Drake, please don't sue me. Hey, Ash, it's mom. Sorry I missed you. I just wanted to tell you I love you and I'm so very proud of you. Call me back when you get this message. Have a blessed afternoon.